from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Today's episode... We are going to talk about um, the perceived or perhaps real uh, tension between the old school and the new school within sign painting, which I think um, probably tr- transcends those boundaries. I think it's probably something that's uh, part of a, a larger issue, perhaps, about uh, just, you know, every generation not connecting with the next generation and uh, perceived uh, injustices. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Um, At any rate, we're going to address this through a listener's question. Um, Someone named Sean Denneher um, recorded a question on the website, which you can do too at seanstar.com. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to dig into that a little bit and give you at least my perspective. Um, I kind of feel like I have a, uh, kind of a unique position in the timing of things. Um, I came into this type of work just prior to computers taking over and vinyl, um, just prior to the internet becoming what it is. Um, so I've been on both sides of the fence. I've seen, you know, what things were like prior to those changes and obviously after. And um, so I kind of feel like I'm in the middle to a certain degree on some of these issues between uh, some of the older guys and some of the newer guys um, and gals. Uh, so, yeah, let's just uh, let's just get into it. We're going to We're going to play Sean's question, and then I'm going to jump in and run my mouth, and we'll see where it goes. Hey, Sean. I've been following a thread in the sign painting support group on Facebook. Um, Well, a bunch of threads. And one of the things that I've noticed is this tension between, uh, like, old school and new school. So maybe uh, self-taught new school people, um, and those who learned uh, back when sign painting was uh, booming uh, in apprenticeships or something like that. Um, And I've chalked it up, I think, to a difference in philosophy. Um, What do you make of that tension, Um, and what do you hope uh, could come of it? How, uh, How could old school and new school work together and and what would be the best outcome? Really want to thank you, Sean, for raising this question. I think it's a important dialogue to have. Um, before I really dig into it, I I do want to say because I I think it's misunderstood a lot um, that myself and many others that I've talked to, some most of which are in the old guard category. Um, we wholeheartedly welcome anyone who wants to come into the craft and, and learn it and be a part of it and, ha- and has the enthusiasm for it. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know of anyone that uh, would discourage that. Um, and I think what's happened is, the, is along the lines with your question, is you, there is a difference in philosophy, but I think it goes much further than just uh, the realm of sign painting. I think it's, it's just a, kind of a crossroads uh, that we're at in, in society as a whole. Um, and I think a lot of it's just fueled by, uh, you know, changes that have come about culturally with the internet, um, and just different shifts. And I, I think what it is, uh, given this question, some thought earlier, um, the work ethic that, uh, most of us were raised with by either our parents or, guys we went to work for when we were younger um, is just very, very different than what we see now. Um, and I'm not even going to opine on whether that's a good thing or a bad thing and one's right, or, right and the other's wrong. It's just, it is very, very different, two different philosophies indeed. Um, you know, to, to give you an example of um, my own experience, uh, my dad, who is who I learned, um, he was the gateway into this world for me. Um, you know, the guy was, uh, he's, you came from Ukrainian immigrants and was a golden gloves boxer in his younger days. And he was a tough guy and he was, um, you know, he, his work ethic was insane. You know, he, he could outwork anybody, uh, that, that, uh, we were, we got involved with. It's just, you know, it's a totally different generation. Um, and a lot of the, I think, guys that either were pre-computer or, um, you know, went through that transition uh, were that way. And when they were training the next generation of sign painters, um, you know, it, they were tough on us, man. You know, we had to... Uh, you know, I, I talk about this a lot, you know, we had to sweep the floors, you know, th that's not a joke, that's literal. Uh, we had to do all the grunt work for several years before we were ever allowed to touch any kind of paint or, or approach any kind of design or anything else. It's, uh, but um, what that did for me, and, I, and I've talked to some of the others that were trained in that uh, mode or approach, um, what that did is it created this, um, lifelong, not only worth that work ethic, but just, uh, I, th I think a, a healthy appreciation for the craft in general, because we had to work for it. It wasn't, it wasn't something you could just walk into and do. Um, that being said, it's, it's not that I feel that the, um, the new guard, as it were, um, is doing anything wrong. Um, but I think those of us that have been doing it a while, you know, we're, we're trying to do something on your behalf. Those of you that are either interested in or are doing it. Um, and that is, you, you know, you've got to, I, I think what it's, it's a, a good analogy is if you wanted to go to the top of, you know, Mount Rainier up in Seattle, let's say, 
and you wanted to hike up there, um, and you had an experienced friend uh, that that did it multiple times, and you asked him, "Hey, can you can you help me do this?" Uh, you know, he's going to be a little tough on you because he he's going to know that you know two thirds of the way up, you're going to be miserable, you're going to be wanting to throw in the towel, uh, and and if he's too soft on you with getting trained and ready for whatever that entails. I've never done it, but, um, you know, you're not going to make it. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, when you see uh, what you might be perceiving as resistance or rigidness, um, it's all with good intention. You know, we, we've been down the path and, and we know... Um, what challenges you you're going to have to deal with i mean it it's uh there's a lot of them uh there aren't so many that i would say don't do it definitely do it it's worth it but um but it's hard because you're you're going to take on not only the challenges of learning this craft that is so intensive and so endless in the different things that you could explore and try to learn and try to get good at. Um, but you, you take on yourself as well. And what I mean by that is there's something about creating art and sharing it publicly that is excruciating. Whatever insecurities you have that you carry around on a daily basis um, they're going to surface as you do this. And, um, it's, it's tough stuff. I mean, I, I, I really kind of got smacked in the face with this recently, um, by starting this podcast because I, I've been a little bit spoiled, you know, and, and especially in recent years, you know, we've gotten a lot of exposure for the work and, um, you know, that's felt really good. You feel kind of like you're settled into a little bit of a, a, a niche where, okay, I kind of fit now, maybe just a little. Um, and starting this podcast, it kind of brought all that back of like, holy cow, you know, this is, I'm putting myself out there buck naked and, um, you know, people might hate it and people might uh, re retaliate against my ideas and you know all these insecurities resurface and it kind of kind of brought up some of this stuff for me that I've kind of been able to shelf for a few years now um, but that leads to I guess if if uh, if you want advice on that I, I mean I can only tell you what my own experience has been um, but you, you've got to find a way to find the off switch in your head uh, to those insecurities, even just in the very shortest term at the beginning, um, because you will shut yourself down by, by worrying about your work and worrying about whether it's good enough and whether, you know, the old codgers accept you. You, you got to shut that all off and just go for it. Um, you know, I, uh, this was 
about 10 years ago now, in San, when, when I had gotten to San Francisco and, and gotten Star Studios launched, um, the first couple of years were kind of clunky and kind of just sorting things out. And I'd gone through an ugly divorce and was trying to just figure my own self out, let alone a business. Um, but one of the things I did, and uh, you know, I, I knew this was a necessity, is um, I, I was staying in this little mother-in-law apartment in my brother's garage in the Mission District, and it was tiny. Um, but what I did is uh, I started painting things on the walls in the garage. Uh, I painted a quote-unquote storefront window on the back door window uh, that led to the backyard. Um, and I just created a bunch of fictitious projects because I knew, um, one, I had to prove to myself again that this is something I could do and could offer to the world. Um, and two is this is, this is a 100% visual enterprise. People have to see that you can do it not only see what you can do, but they have to see that you can do it. And that's something that I, I, I've told quite a few um, newcomers is, you know, you've got to show people something. You've got to show them that you can do it. So that's, that's what I did. I painted stuff on the garage walls and took very craftily angled, angled pictures uh, so that you couldn't tell it was my brother's garage. Um, and I, I posted those up on our website and uh, printed some up and would go in and talk to people. And, you know, the, the important thing was that that, that overrode my insecurities that I had at that point, because even though I, even at that point had been doing this kind of work for at that point over 15 years, um, there was all these insecurities, you know, I had all my, my personal life was a mess and, you know, my head was a mess and I had come out of a several years of dealing with severe depression and anxiety and, uh, I needed something. I needed something that I could, uh, put out there and feel good about and feel confident about. And, uh, so in that sense, you know, sign painting was something far more uh, to me than just, you know, what I do or a craft or, or paying the bills. It, it was something much more holistic in my life of representational of something that I needed. Uh, and I think there's a lot of you out there like that, that, you know, when, when you're uh, trying to explore this, um, you know, I, I don't know, my instincts tell me that there's a lot of you listening out there that are uh, kind of in the same boat. You're trying to, you're trying to identify like where you go from here in life in general. And, you know, sign painting is a great thing for that because it's, it's full expression. You know, you get to, you get to interact with a lot of really neat people. Um, you get to learn and experiment and express, and it's a great thing. So, all of that, I guess, leading back to Sean's original question, um, when you do uh, hear some of the things that you probably hear, or you have your own insecurities, so you're hearing it within yourself, um, we want you here. We want you to be part of it. We want you to 
explore it and learn it uh, and carry it on and keep it alive. Um, but uh, I don't think there's any way around it. I think the majority of people who've been in this for a while are not going to be easy on you. And not that they're going to be disrespectful or rude, but um, you have a long road ahead of you uh, in learning and experimenting and fighting insecurities. Um, but keep with it. Stick with it. It, it, it. it is worth it. It is good. Uh, it's worthwhile. Um, and it does get easier. Uh, you'll, you'll get a handle on some things. You'll, you'll, you'll learn some things that will surprise you about yourself and about your abilities. Um, but, uh, you know, also to be lighthearted about it, you know. I mean, uh, so, uh, even in some of the interviews I've already conducted, you know, we, we poke around about it and we razz, you know, the, the, the hipster movement and, you know, some other things. We're just having good fun. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, what, what the main thing, I mean, just even the effort in, in making these podcasts is, you know, th this is a very, very uh, small arena. And um, I, I can tell you from conversations with many, many, many other sign painters uh, over the last, especially several years, you know, we're, we're all committed to doing whatever we can to uh, to keep it going and to keep younger people interested in, in coming on board and uh, adding to the ranks. Um, so all of that being said, you know, here I'll give you guys a little pep talk. Um, you know, continue to move forward, continue to practice, uh, but most importantly, get yourself out there. Uh, paint everything you can paint. It doesn't matter if it's your side of your uncle's barn or, you know, a, a friend has a coffee shop, you know. You know, get out there and start painting and uh, stop worrying about the brushes or, you know, I, I get a lot of emails and, um, you know, I, I apologize to those who've emailed and I haven't gotten back to it's, we're also trying to, you know, run the business and everything. And sometimes I get swamped and I can't reply, but, um, I get questions all the time about things like brushes. Uh, there's no magic brush. Uh, I, I got, I was told this years ago and, um, I, I myself, I, you know, I, I've asked the brush question, you know, you, you work alongside some old timer and they're just doing something spectacular and you're like, wow, what kind of brush is that? And I had a guy tell me years ago, he said, it has nothing to do with the brushes. A good sign painter could use a toothbrush and do the letter correctly, which exaggeration. However, it makes a good point, which is don't, don't obsess on the semantics of what's the best brush, what's the best, you know, this or that or whatever. It's, uh, there are different things that work better in different situations, but in general, um, those, those things you'll, you'll find over time. And those are preferences. There, there is no ideal brush. There's no ideal 
way of, of really doing anything. Every sign painter I've known has their own different way of doing just about everything. There's a few common things that everybody does because no one's figured out a better way to do it. But in general, if you go into any different shop or studio and observe what they're doing, you're going to see it done differently than the previous shop or studio you were in. Um, and I think that's a powerful thing to understand is that you may find things that work for you consistently that uh, give you better results, that give you uh, better looking sign or lettering or whatever. Uh, embrace it, make it part of your normal routine. You know, there, there, is no, there is no set of standards or rules for this other than create great signs. So um, there you go. That's, that's my pep talk, you know. Don't, uh, don't get hung up on the little stuff. Uh, get out there and do it. Get some, get some work out there, um, you know, out in public where people can interact with it and see it. Uh, turn off that switch in your head. Uh, I still, to this day, uh, when I'm, when I'm done with a job, I have to, you know, I'll take my photos for the portfolio if it's something I want to put in the portfolio. Uh, and I'm done, man. I will not look at it again because I know that if I stand there and look at it, I'm going to start picking it apart and I'm going to say, Hmm, I should have really... I should have done that different. I should have, you know, changed my drop shadow a little on that letter, you know, and on and on and on. You're going to drive yourself crazy if you don't find the off switch. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try in future episodes uh, to, you know, address some of this stuff. I, there are some common questions. Sean's question is actually very um, typical. Um, I've heard it quite a few times and, uh, you know, there, there's some other questions that we have dealt with repeatedly and I'm going to try and answer those. Um, and if you have questions, you know, please, uh, go on the website, seanstar.com and record a question and, uh, we'll go ahead and get it in the mix and we'll try to get it answered. Cause I'm sure there's probably plenty others that have the same questions that you do. Um, so that's it. That's our, our episode for today. Uh, I really would like to thank everybody for the support we've had already. Um, it, it's, been, it's been really exciting to see this embraced uh, so widely. Uh, we've got listeners from all over the world already, and um, iTunes has uh, done us a solid and put us in some of the new and noteworthy categories and what's hot categories and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, and if you like the show and you'd like us to keep going, um, you know, feel free to go on the website and, you know, uh, kick in a little bit of something as a donation. If not, that's cool too. We're going to keep doing it either way. Um, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Today's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter is brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters in Dallas, Texas. 
Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world, Sean drinks full city rooster coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes, at our website, seanstarr.com. 